0: Hello, Penn Medicine, and welcome to the Well-Focused Podcast. I'm Mitch Sherman, and today we have a social worker from the oncology and radiation department, Catherine Winner. Catherine, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you're somebody that I thought of of having on um, because you are a very active participant in our Well-Focused program listeners i imagine you have a sense of what our well-focused program is you're listening to the well-focused podcast we have our platform limeade on limeade one Um, we offer a number of programs throughout the week geared towards your health and well-being Uh, Catherine is a very active participant i know she's on the app i know you have seen her in our weekly shape-up calls so uh, she's somebody i wanted to get on here to just talk about her experience so Catherine, how long have you been using our WellFocus platform?
1: Um, Probably since the pandemic started. um, I started at Penn in January of 2020. Two months later, we went into full shutdown. And as a social worker, it's really weird working completely remotely from home. And it was really hard as a new employee, still trying to get my bearings in a new institution to work in in a new setting i came from dialysis before so oncology was totally new so when i started getting the well-focused alerts for all the different programs it just seemed a great way to break up my day kind of take a step away from all the the craziness and the unknown that's been going on since march of 2020 and it's just been a really beneficial aspect of my time with Penn and just, like, my personal life.
0: So I didn't realize you started in January 2020. I actually only started February of 2020. Uh, so we were around the same timeline there.
1: Okay, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I actually started about two and a half weeks before people were sent home. So oh, you and wow. I definitely had, a, you know, it sounds like a similar adjustment period or learning period, I should say, as well. So yeah. Uh, can definitely understand why things could be complicated and trying to involve yourself in a number of different things in a, in a new uh, company, um, especially in the midst of a pandemic and in turn, you know, a number of other issues that have arised in our country. So, yeah, but I think it's great that you turned to the WellFocused program. And I was curious, when you started, uh, what were some of the things you first started doing? What drove you to these things, or what drew you to these things?
1: Um, well, I got a little bit more into well focused towards the end of, I guess, like that fiscal year as we were getting close to like cashing in, um, <laughs> and I was trying to do as many things as possible to see how much money I could get. And I was like, well, these are really great programs. I shouldn't just save it for the end when June is ending. Um, and then the well focused team started doing a lot of those virtual programs over the summer and it just felt like a great way for me to jump in and get more involved with the well focused programs. And I've been doing a lot more with the app and I'll like, log in on the computer too and just see like where I'm gonna get like my twenty five points here or my fifty points here. And And some of it's been a great way to help keep me accountable as far as, like, am I getting enough sleep? Because now I'm tracking it, not only my Fitbit, but on well-focused. And I'm like, man, I could have gotten 25 points this week if I just hit 49 hours of sleep, and I didn't, and that's that sucks. (laughs) And, like, with my steps, and I'm trying to do more with the steps when I'm working from home. I'm still remote two days a week, and I notice a huge difference with – my lack of movement when I'm home, um, just because I don't have to get up and see patients or I don't have to get up and fax something or even walk into work. I just go from my bed to my kitchen and log in and call it a day. But the programs have been a great way to kind of push me into keeping it more at the forefront of my mind of like I need to do these things. And it's, it's good for my wallet and it's good for me physically and emotionally.
0: Definitely. And I'm glad you added that that last part too, because listeners, if you aren't familiar with the WellFocus platform, so you can do things like track your sleep, track how many steps you're getting in a day, how many glasses of water, you earn points. Uh, When you reach certain levels of points, you can quite literally cash in. You'll uh, be financially incentivized. And as Catherine just said too, as well as, you know, getting a few extra bucks in your, in your pocket, there are the other benefits as well. You know, you're feeling better, you're thinking better, moving better, things like that. Um, I can definitely appreciate the increased sedentary lifestyle while working from home. So, you know, having something there say, hey, 5,000 steps, you know, maybe go for a walk during lunch and then work while you're eating or something like that. So, there's definitely a multitude of benefits. Now, aside from uh, some of the the tiles that you've liked I know you've been a participant in our shape-up presentations uh, what sort of programs do you think you've enjoyed the most
1: I definitely liked um, like the financial ones have been really helpful um, I just moved and moving is very expensive
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and on top of that I still have three different loan payments each month so trying to Rebuild that bank account and pay, you know, the necessary bills every month. So those financial things have been really helpful, and I just really enjoyed like the food shape ups. We've been in the middle of like the exercising shape up, which is really big because I'm sure like a lot of other people listening. I've put on the COVID weight that I really want to get rid of, and finding new ways to exercise while we're still dealing with COVID and finding inspiration at home to exercise, which I know is very, very hard. Just finding like those little things to inspire you to exercise, even like little ways. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about finding extra spots to get some more exercise in or even just moving around, like going to the, a further bathroom in the office or you know going to a different fax machine that's a little further away just like finding all these little things you can add to your routine that you normally would be doing but just gets you a little extra few steps in to keep you moving
0: yeah and a little goes a long way because you know sometimes a little bit and you do it a few times throughout the day all of a sudden becomes a lot of it you know it, there's a snowball effect that comes with it and something i also wanted to ask you with regards to Your job being a social worker in an oncology department, you know, I imagine that, you know, there's some difficult things that you have to encounter. And I was wondering what, from that perspective of somebody that, you know, professionalizes in empathy, if you will, how do you view these types of programs differently than, say, the average individual that might not have that same perspective?
1: The rule of thumb with social work, kind of like the first thing you learn is you meet your patient or your client where they're at and i what i really appreciate about these programs is that they're you're meeting us where we're at some people might have no nutritional knowledge or very little exercise experience and they're looking for that motivation to get themselves kickstarted or someone like me who needs a little extra motivation to get back into that routine the approach is just you—you you give us the information, you give us the tools that we need, and depending on our level of ability or knowledge base, you know, we can take it where we need to go with it, which has been really great. And um, I really enjoy the stuff with Jessica Yarman, who with the her social work, like self-care aspects. Um, I think she's been doing, gonna be doing that once a month now, which is a really Great space for people to come in and just kind of talk about what's on their minds. There's just so much going on in the world. It's hard to keep up with everything that's happening. It's just a whirlwind of things. So to have that space to just unload and it's a safe space, non judgmental space, which is also very key to the social work realm, it's just great to have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, judgment-free is definitely something we love to encourage, and we appreciate you acknowledging, you know, everybody is in a different spot, and, you know, say in a presentation, we could have, you know, 50 to 100 people all trying to get different things from a presentation, so, you know, maybe somebody asks a question, and you might know the answer to, but they clearly don't, or maybe they know something that you don't, so, you know, exercising that empathy and acknowledging it's a judgment free zone and proceeding in that manner is definitely something that we really try to aspire for. But yeah, and something else I wanted to ask you as an employee and somebody that we, you know, try to reach and try to make this a better experience for you, is there any feedback you could provide? It's like, hey, you know, it would be really cool if the well focused team did this. It'd be really cool if the app did that. Um,
1: I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is you know, there's been a few that I've had to miss because of, like, scheduling obligations or maybe it's just hard for me to get to if I'm on site. A lot of them have luckily been while I'm working from home and I have the flexibility to to log in, but maybe, like, record them to share with people later on because I also have an intern this year, so taking that time away for myself if I'm on site might be a little difficult early on in her internship experience or if i'm just on site even without her so to have like something recorded that i could go back to later on and just like also hear that dialogue between the other people on the call can be really helpful because it's great to hear other people's perspectives and their ideas as well
0: that's definitely great feedback, and not the first time we've received that feedback. Um, I'm sure, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, especially with such a large company and people working literally 24-7, it's definitely an obstacle that that we are aware of and, and trying to uh, get over. And I think we are going to start uh, recording sessions kind of on our own just because Mm -hmm. you know some people might not want everybody to know that they're on one of these calls or something if it's a little more personal um but Jana, emily and i uh listeners they're also part of the well-focused team um we're going to start recording our own sessions and posting them somewhere so awesome feedback we hear you and we will be implementing some changes now when i end these podcasts I always like to end them in a fun question that's either related or not so related to the topic. Um, So this is going to be posted, you know, we're approaching Halloween, and I wanted to ask you what your favorite Halloween costume was ever.
1: Ooh, um, the toss up. I'm from Vermont. so. Growing up, you always had to make your Halloween costume a little bigger to fit a snowsuit underneath. So <laughs> kind of ruined a lot of Halloween costumes as a kid. Um, so oddly enough, I think my t- I have two. Uh, my two favorites were of recent years as an adult. Um, I was Where's Waldo? And I wore that two PCAM, cam, um, which people got a huge kick out of. It was a little strange walking around the main floor. Um, as wears Waldo and everyone's looking at me. Uh, but I think the one that really took the cake was I dressed as um, the TY Beanie Baby Peanut the Elephant.
0: Okay. Wow. And TY got, Beanie Baby. That is a yeah, throwback.
1: Corona, <laughs> Corona bag, yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, I wore that with some friends handing out candy in Fishtown and the kids were like, oh, I love your elephant costume and the parents were like, I love the, the Beanie Baby costume. So. <laughs> It was, it was a crowd pleaser all around. Um, but I got a, an elephant onesie from uh, Amazon, so it was super comfortable. And then I made the TY tag. And I even had like the poem and like his information in it. I went all out for it.
0: The attention to detail there. And you didn't just have your elephant onesie in the closet somewhere already?
1: No, I had to buy it, <laughs> surprisingly.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Are you, by any chance, a fan of the show The Office?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay.
0: All right, I'm glad. Uh, I For the last few years, I've been different variations of Michael Scott. So the first year, I was Prison Mike, and I basically just got a purple bandana. It's easy enough. Then I was Date Mike Ooh. and had the Kangol hat backwards. And then last year, <laughs> I hope listeners are familiar with The Office. I imagine some of them will be. Um, I got bubble wrap and put it on my foot and got crutches from when he yes. burned his foot on the George Foreman grill.
1: <laughs> yes. I think next one you should do um, the Scranton wrap video. Bye.
0: Yes. Michael Scarn.
1: Michael. Yeah.
0: That's, you know, that could be it. I'll, I'll have to keep you posted on that.
1: Please do. I want pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know
0: for sure. But Catherine, thank you so much for being on the Well Focused podcast. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we will catch up soon.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks so much.